episode 20. Remember everyone, 20 is plenty. Of course, I'm referring to uh, the speed limit when driving past primary schools. Keep it at 20. And while you're at it, why not play the Pottervision podcast out of your car window real loud so everyone in the primary school can hear. That'd be nice. Or failing that, you know... Go on to the Apple Podcast app and leave a review for the Pottervision podcast. Anyway, here's episode 20. Hello, 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 and welcome once again to the Potter Vision Podcast, the podcast where Tom Lawrenson and myself, Lucas Kirkby, we look at a chapter of those Harry Potter books, and <laughs> we just use it as a springboard for conversation. This week is episode 20. We're on book two, The Chamber of Secrets, and we're on chapter three, The Burrow. Tom, how are you doing? Oh, Mr. Kirkby, I'm all right. Hey, call me Lucas, <laughs> call me Lucas. I'm all right. How are you? have you been? I'm good, I'm doing A-OK. Mm. Things are going on and, uh, you know, doing a lot of DIY at the minute, as you know. Yeah, yeah. And with that comes, because I'm trying to save a little bit of money on, all, you know, hiring a skip. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing trips to the tip. Trips to the tip. You gotta be quick if you're doing trips, trips to, to the, the tip. tip. I'm show you my nip. If hey, you I'm... are quick, <laughs> it's gonna slip right out of my tip. Wow. So, you know, if you want to <laughs> save a couple of bob, tip, not skip. That's my that's my motto. But with the tip, you know, hey, it's busy. Yeah, yeah. It's busy. And if whoa, you've whoa. got heavy stuff, you want to park near... The right area. You know, yeah, I had yeah. a lot of wood yesterday, if you don't mind me saying. So, obviously, I want to park next to the wooden skip. Yeah, yeah. But it's full. People are behind me. I'm getting nervous. You thought quick. Hammer, nails, made your own skip out of wood. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I didn't even have that much to put in afterwards. Uh, but, no, but then I, I panicked and had to drive further down. So, then I'm taking me wood and I'm carrying it further. Oh! All because God. I couldn't wait two seconds for somebody to move because I was nervous God. about somebody behind me. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's like drying your hands. The pressure. You know when there's one hand dryer? The pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, there's somebody behind me, my hands aren't drying. Oh, and you yeah. just leave with them wet. Oh, my God. So I can't bear to have somebody stood behind me waiting. And I feel like... Oh, I'm taking ages. That story got interesting and more interesting. Did and more it? Oh glad. my god! <laughs> Will you tell it again? Can I ask you a question though, Mister Saki? Go on. Right. For me, I can never dry my hands mm-hmm. in one go. You know yeah. when you either push the button and it does it for a time, mm-hmm. or you use the Dyson air blade and it runs out of time. Yeah, yeah. Are your hands ever completely dry after one turn? Um. Yes. Because I'm very good at it. How do you? What's your technique? Because I'm lacking in that department. Concentration, uh, perspiration, <laughs> and uh... hang on, perspiration <laughs> would not help in this. That would surely make it a more difficult task. Well, you know, you some people have either got yeah. it, and some people don't. You, my friend, do not have 
it. I do not have it, and that's why I always go to a public bathroom with a roll of kitchen roll. <laughs> How's your week been? Oh, you Miss, know. Hey, mister, your story's boring. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear what exciting tale you have got to tell me this week. What oh, is it? Okay. Right. Let me start from the beginning. Monday, oh. Monday morning. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I have to wake up. Yeah. And then listeners don't have to remember two weeks or four weeks ago. Yeah. But it was very... Yeah. Chilly morning. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm liking this. My windscreen was frozen over solid. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I, well, I guess I'm going to have to do that, am I? Yeah, right. yeah. Go downstairs. Scrape off the ice, right? I'm like, okay, yeah. get in the car. I realise it's frozen over from the inside. Oh. Right. Back in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing back in here? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I get a sandwich bag, fill it with hot water, yeah. trick us on TikTok. Yeah. Lee, listening, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Sandwich bag, built with hot water, and then I took that down and yeah. I went and wiped it all off my screen. Yeah. Yeah. It instantly uh, melted. Yeah. Dried it off, drove to work. This is not where the story ends. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm having a week of work. Oh, right? yeah. Right. And uh, I'm going to do some photocopying. Yeah. <laughs> Getting bored, right? Yeah. Get an elastic band. And I'm like, this will be a bit of fun. Yeah. Decide to start brightening up me week. Yeah. See a coat hook, right? So yeah. I thought I'd try and lasso the elastic band yeah. onto the coat hook while still holding it. Yeah. So I can grab it and then, you know, pull back so I've got a bit yeah. of buoyancy. Throw my hand and I scrape my finger on yeah. this uh, coat hook. Yeah. My finger starts immediately bleeding. Oh, yeah. Gushing blood everywhere. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Oh, good. I'm one of these... <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of these yeah. people, right? Yeah. Who, when they gets injured, yeah. gets embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever get embarrassed when you get injured? Yeah, because you don't want to show that it hurts. I don't want anyone to know because there's nothing more gut wrenching to me than someone's yeah. sympathy. Someone go, oh no, look at you. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, quick, gotta do something quick. So I grabbed a latex glove mm-hmm. and I shoved my hand in it and then yeah. that peeled back the skin of this oh! new injury and then blood was gushing into it yeah. and I was like well that just looks worse yeah. so I wrapped it in a bandage yeah. and I put an elastic band around it Yeah, but it's an interesting story isn't it is it? I agree yeah <laughs> can I just say the cheek of you <laughs> what do you mean you listen to my story about mm. going to the tip knowing mm. full well that you were going to come back with I defrosted the car and scratched my finger. <laughs> and you have the gall to tell me that my story was boring. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not, you know, you delivered it well. Mm. There were sound effects. There was enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, but, but bloody hell, take a hard look at yourself next time. But I want all of our listeners this week to have a think. How Do you feel embarrassed when you injure yourself? Because mm. there's been many a time where I've been choking on water and I'll just try and not choke at all, just yeah. tense my whole body yeah. because I can't bear people coming over going, oh, you're all right, you're all right. Get off me. There's something, I think bullies and maternal people have this thing in common <laughs> where they talk in this tone. Bullies do it to wind you up. Yeah. But maternal people like do it to be very loving. Mm. But to me, it's the same frequency and it makes me like be really uncomfortable. Like a patronising tone. Yeah. Mm. You can deal with your injuries yourself. 
Tom, mm. are you ready for a chapter three, book two? <laughs> Run down. Run me down. All right, so the Weasleys are at Harry's window. Huh? It's Ron, it's Fred and George, yeah. and they're only in a floating parked car. They get the chains, they pull it off, and Harry is starting to escape. Pull off. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they sneak down, they get his stuff, they pick the locks, they're in the car. But <laughs> Hedwig, the forgotten Hedwig! So they get Hedwig, but the scream has woken up the Dursleys. They nearly grab onto Harry's leg, but he manages to escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're flying around, and they fly all the way back to the Weasley's house... The burrow. It's a bit higgledy piggledy. There's all sorts going on. It's a bit messy, but Harry is like, wow. Mm. This is the first wizard house I've been to, and yeah, yeah. it looks pretty cool to me. Mm, cool to me. Mrs. Weasley yeah. is not happy one iota. Uh-uh. She's furious that the boys have uh. taken the flying car in the middle of the night. She was very, very worried, and she's also furious with her husband for enchanting it in the first place. Mm. So she gets the boys doing some, you know, household chores. They're denoming the garden. She looks into her book by Gilderoy Lockhart, which we may uh, hear from later on. Arthur comes home. and, And Harry goes up to Ron's room and he thinks this place is wonderful. What a chapter. What a chapter. The Burrow. Oh. oh. I loved this chapter. I did, actually. What did you feel about it? I loved it because I love a new location. Mm. We got a new character in Mr. Weasley, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And we had like lots of extra magic bits. We had the flying car. We had gnomes. We had ghouls. We have all like the weird, kooky little things they have in the, yeah. the Burrow. I really liked that kind of world building of the Weasley family unit yeah as well i loved this chapter it got me feeling very nostalgic about the time i first read it as a young boy mm-hmm. um it's a really exciting one isn't it because yes. you, you got the front cover the two boys in the car yes of the classic cha- of the classic <laughs> book yeah and uh, i remember being a kid and like looking that and then chapter three i would have been like oh it's the car that they're talking about yeah 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 and then you're like you're looking keep, i keep looking at the cover going hey yeah yeah there they are but then you're like hang on fred and george aren't in there What's oh, happening here? Oh, yeah. That's the different scene. That's the different scene. Uh, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because you always... I think there's a few things that you always look out for in a mm. book. And that is the title of the book. Because mm. you think, right, there's going to be something about a chamber of secrets. Yeah. Which sounds fun. And yeah, the cover, you always say, hey, what's going on here? You know, if there's a character you don't recognise. Yeah. or So yeah, very, very exciting stuff. But also, it reminded me, when I first read the book... Yeah. Uh, we were driving to Spain on a holiday, yeah? yeah. And I was having to read it in the passing street light of like the motorway lights. Oh, so yeah. So you're getting like glimmers of light and then, like three three words yeah, yeah, at yeah. once. <laughs> I used to, I used to do that. And that's yeah. a lovely memory you've conjured up for me because I used to read all the time. Mm-hmm. Like with me, I, it'd be bedtime and I would, ha- I'd be under the covers with a torch. Oh yeah, reading and I'd get told off. Reading yeah. when I should be asleep, and yeah, reading under the streetlights and going, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, funny because I, I never used to because a lot of people can't read in a car, 
because they'd get sick. I don't have that ability anymore. No, I don't. I think it changes when you learn to drive. No, I think it's when you stop being a kid. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, no, actually, because I remember being a teenager and beginning mm. to get sick as well. Because you're a kid, I think adults overthink things or something. Maybe something in the equilibrium inside your ears different yeah. or something. But, yeah. Mm. But I used to take a talks to bed with me as well, but just to, just to, sh- just to shine at the ceiling. <laughs> Your shadow puppetry to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Now, they turn up at the Dursleys. They're there, aren't they, at the start of the chapter? Mm. Right. Ron's first thing is to berate Harry for not replying to his letters. Yeah. He goes, Harry, I've messaged you 12 times. What's going on? He's seen these bars on the window yeah. going, that's fine. Yeah. That's normal. So this is obviously a normal muggle thing. Yeah. Uh, time to have a go at this lad. Go on. Yeah, take a step back <laughs> and look at the scene around you. He's clearly <laughs> imprisoned in this Harry's bedroom. shackled to the wall. Yeah. With, you know, he's got whip. He's, yeah. got, he's got marks all yeah. over him. Harry, what is going on with you? Yeah. <laughs> you can, say- can you not see that I've been worried? <laughs> Visiting somebody in prison. Oh, will you take that gag out your mouth? <laughs> Go on. Just visiting somebody in prison. And where were you at my birthday meal last week? Prison. I'm in prison. Oh, That's man. no excuse. <laughs> Come on, Ron, take a look at the situation. But yeah, I, I saw, I was like, Ron, you've got a new opportunity, mm-hmm. right? New book, new you. And he's taking these first lines in this book. Yeah. Right, he's gone, now nah, I'm going to I'm gonna gaslight Harry. <laughs> If I was Harry, yeah. I'd be looking at that car going, do you know what, I might not get in. Yeah, yeah. What's going to be better? If that's, if that's how you're going to treat me, yeah. you're going to make me feel like I'm insane, Ron Weasley, yeah. then no, I'm going to stay in prison. Because if you're sending 12 messages, I suppose it's like texting. If you send one or two text messages mm. and you don't get a reply, you might think, oh, they're being rude or they're doing something or whatever. If you get to the point where you've been messaging for days, <laughs> you worry. You start thinking, well, what's wrong, you know. Yeah. I've not heard from them. Are they unwell? Are they trapped? Are they dead or whatever? Rather than, oh, this is even more rude. (laughs) They've not replied in six months to my text messages. Rude, 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 rude. Rude, rude, bye, bye. Can you get it up? They were listening out, right? Yes. No, the the bar's got rips from the window, yeah? Yes. No sound came from the Dursley's bedroom. No. And I got to thinking... Has Dudley moved into his parents' bedroom with them? I don't know. Yeah, because they call it the Dursley's bedroom. I, mean, I assume he means mum and dad. But I can imagine Dudley sleeping with mum and dad. He seems like the type. Foot of the bed or in between them? In between. Vernon on the floor. No, he's in a Vernon and Petunia sandwich. Mm. And Dudley is the filling. Yeah. A lovely pork filling. Maybe Petunia just on the edge. because Or maybe it's a massive bed. Yeah, I reckon they've got a big bed. Yeah. No, yeah. a little bed, that's funnier. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, two matchsticks, is, four matchsticks is the <laughs> bed frame. Like Tom from Tom and Jer- Jerry from Jerry. Jerry and Tom. <laughs> yeah. So there's a bit where Harry ties a rope to the bars and it says, Hedwig seemed to have realised how important this was mm. and kept still and silence. <laughs> Interesting bird intuition. Yeah. <laughs> that a bird would be like, oh, okay, I think I need to be quiet in this situation. When actually, I think if a bird was seeing strangers yeah. who, you know, are making loud noises, there's a car, I think a bird would go nuts. 
Yeah, you think? Yeah. Or maybe this bird, it's just become accustomed to it. She's been kept in the cage for the past six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, she's used to Vernon running around the house shouting. Yeah. So now there's this commotion at the window and she's just like, whatever, I've given up. Nothing can phase me now. <laughs> Apart from being left there. <laughs> <laughs> Hedwig is just all over the place, mm. I think. There seems to be, you know, a level of intelligence at the beginning mm. that she doesn't have towards the end when she's forgotten almost. What was notable in this chapter yes. was just how calm. So Ron is generally, like, you know, is worrisome, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But in coming and breaking Harry out of prison, he's, yeah. you know, he's cool. Yes. As bloody James Dean. Yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care that much. I think it's the confidence of his brothers. You think? With him, yeah. Them two not giving it flying F. Mm. U-C-K. <laughs> yes. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get it? I get it, I get right. it. But yeah, but... Yeah. Um, him being calm is a very special thing. It was normal of um, Fred and George to be not... This, they're confident, which is yes. quite amazing. So they get into the um, the Dursley's house yeah. and they start lockpicking you, mm-hmm. which is amazing in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, why take on that skill? Most muggles don't have that skill. <laughs> I know. Well, they say that. They say, oh, um, you know, most wizards don't think this is useful, but we think it's worth mm-hmm. learning. Well, I think the logic is... Kids can't use magic, so we have to learn this. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, I, I don't understand why they've used that logic. Of, well, most muggles don't, you know, most muggles yeah. don't use this, but, but we do. I think that could be a separate book, like, you know, just some The Adventures of Fred and George Weasley. 100%. All these little skills they've got and stuff. What have they been up to? What are they doing for the rest of the year? Like, yeah. learn all these crazy little things. Um, but what was striking to me was the confidence of them to be able to go into someone's house yeah. and lock and, like, I am so scared yeah if you took me around your mum and dad's house yeah i'd feel uncomfortable like sneaking around at night not even that just to being in there with just them being ha- there. happy to see me i'd be like <laughs> i don't feel natural in someone's parents house no i was going to ask you about this because obviously harry visits the weasley's house now i've been to your family home yeah yeah you've not been to mine no no which is interesting but i only i've only been in your lounge i think yeah yeah for a very minimal amount of time yeah 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 maybe 20 minutes okay. maximum but uh but it is i think when you don't know somebody cuz obviously i know you very well but then you meet the parents you just feel like you have to be on your best behavior yeah i mean cuz the person is very different to their parents yes yeah. yeah very very interesting but we'll move on to more of that later yeah i want to ask about dobby because Dobby has been kind of keeping an eye on Harry constantly since he left school. He's been intercepting every letter that's mm. come in. He's been watching him through the hedge and he's visited him, not you know, a couple of hours ago. But now he seems to have disappeared. You know, he's determined not to let Harry go back to Hogwarts. I would have loved to have seen Dobby... Cutting the brakes on the Ford Anglia. <laughs> Piercing the tyres. <laughs> Doing anything he can. He just seemed... I don't know why he's given up that attempt to stop him going to... Wiping some mud across the windscreen. Yeah. <laughs> Shoving a potato in the exhaust. I'd just love to see Dobby doing a bit more of that. No, that little, that little creep. I've seen them bars being put on the window. Yeah. And he's gone. Job done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, he's gotten out there scot-free. My work is done. Um, Vernon, I'm amazed that they didn't wake up at the bars being ripped off the windows. Yeah, yeah. 
Because he seems to... Because I think Vernon is constantly on edge. Mm. I can't imagine he's a heavy sleeper. I think a squawk is a bit quieter than bars being ripped off a window. Yeah, 100%. But maybe maybe the bars coming are off we, the window got him out of his are REM. We, are we forgetting mm. that these were professionally put on by a professional? Yeah. A man was hired to put these bars on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. They've got a hairpin, but not a screwdriver. Mm. Mm. Very interesting, mm. Mr. Bond. Driving. I wanted to ask you about driving, because mm. I don't know much about, you know, you... How many times did it take you to pass your test? One time. Pass oh. the first time. You're good. How many minors? Four. Four. That's pretty good. It took me three times to pass Three hesitations, test. one uh, being in the wrong gear on a hill. Yeah. Oh, right. It took me three times to pass my test. Smart. First, stupid. T- stupid boy, yeah. <laughs> and it took me three times to pass my theory as well. What? I know. I got 100% on the theory. You're good. I knew all the questions every time I got all the questions right, but I couldn't as do a that as a perception. I just couldn't get the hang of the game. I could see the perceptions, but uh, I was. it told me I was clicking too much or I was not doing it. I just didn't get how the game was working. Right. Yeah, and I even bought a DVD to help me practice the hazard perception game. Yeah. And I was like, right, horse. Man on a bike, traffic lights. <laughs> and they say, oh, you've clicked too many times. Oh, there's bloody this many things that I've clicked. Oh, that's odd. I'm being perceptive. Mm. But it, yeah, so it took me three times to do that, and it took me three times to do my test. And on the final test, I was like... Because I felt guilty, because my mum and dad were paying every time for a test. It costs money, doesn't it, to have yeah. a test? I was like, right, if I don't pass this time, I'm not going to drive on my third test. Mm. But I passed. Thank God. But there's a rumour going round that people like to say, people who didn't pass first time, they love to say people who pass second time are better drivers than people who pass first time. And I just like to nip that in the bud and say, no, you're not. That's like saying people who went to prison are better citizens than people who haven't been to prison (laughs) because they know how horrible it is in prison. No, you're criminals. Yeah. (laughs) People who didn't pass first time should be in prison. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I think we should round up all the people who didn't pass first time Mm. as a collective of the Potter Vision podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Put them all on a farm. Yeah. And just let them run free. What do you say to that? I say I. <laughs> I will do that. What's the logic behind that? The fact that they are having more lessons or they've done two tests? Uh, people love making up excuses for their own inadequacies. Yes, that's what I could is. do it all day long, you know. Yeah, yeah. People are... It's got to be first time pass. <laughs> you're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. So... But, so they're escaping, right? Yes. And uh, Vernon wakes up. He runs into the bedroom mm-hmm. and he, like, grabs Harry's leg. Yeah. But he can't keep hold of it, yeah? Yeah. Because Harry, he's been beating his legs. <laughs> it's the smoothest leg in the world. One tug and he's out of there. The Dursleys are all there. Jaws mm-hmm. dropped. They are gaping their mouths open, going, yeah. huh? Uh-huh. and Harry goes, see you next summer. <laughs> I think that was so cheeky. <laughs> there was no need for that. And I love that he's planning to go back. Yeah. I've been imprisoned, but uh, I'll be back in July. I'll be back. You can't keep me away from you lot. <laughs> yeah, because also he's, mm. he's invited himself to the Weasley's house for the... 
rest of the summer. Mm-hmm. So they've picked him up uh, for a weekend, yeah. they think. He's going, see you next summer. Oh, you're staying all August, are you, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> we were only having you Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> uh, Mum's only letting you in for two nights. Uh, <laughs> well, it's funny. Um, Vernon bursts through the door, doesn't he? Yeah. Kicks the doors off its hinges. Yeah. Drawing parallels mm. to book one, Hagrid's entrance. Yes. Only Hagrid is celebrated for his actions mm-hmm. and Vernon is demonised. What's the difference? Because I would say, if you're going to kick yeah. door off the hinge, you know, if, yeah. if it's all right for Hagrid to do it, he set the precedent that it's cool. Yeah. But now Vernon's doing it, it's not okay. Don't understand. It's not very fair. Why didn't Harry run into Vernon's arms when he did that? Yeah. Because when Hagrid did it, he loved it. Yeah. Don't get it. I don't get it. And further to your point... <laughs> Hagrid deliberately knocked it down, yeah. whereas Vernon thought the door was locked. Maybe that's what... He, and it wasn't. Maybe that's what Harry likes about it, the intention. Yeah, the intention of the act. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was an accident for you. It must have been a great relief for Harry, though, in all seriousness. He's just spent... How long has he spent in prison now? Two weeks? No, I think, I think it's about three days, I think. Three days mm. of eating like rubbish, and now yeah. he is soaring, literally... And Soaring. figuratively. Yeah. Flying. There's not a star in heaven that he can't reach. He says... Uh, <laughs> he says... <laughs> um, now let's uh, let's get Hedwig, Hedwig yeah, yeah. out of the car so she can fly alongside because she's been in the cage yeah, for yeah, the yeah. six weeks. Yeah. And it says, Hedwig flew alongside the car like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, what? Whoa! <laughs> it's Marley and Marley. Whoa! <laughs> Our hearts are painted black. <laughs> Edward, you're drawing attention to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, just people looking up. Stop and... wailing. And it, but, like, six weeks in a cage, what if she'd lost her ability to uh, fly? Mmm. <laughs> Fly a headwig! Thud. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you lose your muscles when uh, we t- we you've ratted me out with this story about the lady who broke her legs. Yeah. But yeah, if you you know if you don't do it for a long time, you lose that strength in your muscles, don't you? That would have been great. Right with sorry, just throwing an owl out the window. <laughs> Harry, no, no, go free! <laughs> free. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was a ghost. Mm. Oh, Hedwig's flying like a ghost. Yes, because Hedwig fell to the ground, <laughs> died, and now he's coming up to haunt you. <laughs> Hedwig's a ghost. Yeah. Interesting plot point, which is different to the film. The Weasleys are suspicious of Dobby's warning. Mm-hmm. Now, in the film, there's no questioning of Dobby's intentions... You know, Dobby's there to warn Harry Potter. There is a plot to make terrible things happen. But here there are these seeds of doubt that Dobby might have been sent by the Malfoys on purpose to scare him coming back to Hogwarts. They were bang on the money about uh, guessing it was uh, Draco. Yes, 100%. And that's the thing, because it's a mystery in the film, isn't it? For the first time, the amount of accusations they have about Draco, Mm -hmm. the (laughs) the first accusation of he owns Dobby is the first one they've got right. Bang on the money. Bang on the money, boys. He may not have sent Dobby, Mm. but he's certainly owning him. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) He's certainly whipping him. So, yeah, interesting, interesting that. And um, Red Sky at Night. 
Uh, Dobby's warning. Mm. Red sky morning. Dobby's delight. <laughs> I don't quite work that, does it? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Dobby's funny because they start talking about um, they go oh yeah it might have been that makes sense uh, his dad is a uh, Lucius Malfoy yeah yeah, and they go uh, Lucius Malfoy used to be in um, you know who's inner circle though once he disappeared he came back saying he never meant any of it oh that's alright then Lucius <laughs> yeah yeah that's <laughs> mean it he never meant any of it <laughs> you just beat up that tramp yeah but I didn't mean it it is odd, isn't it, that he would not have... I think I think in the first book he claims that he was under a spell, he was mm. under a curse, and, yeah. and Voldemort made him do these horrible things. Mm. But, I don't know. You could say that in any court of law, couldn't you? Somebody yeah. made me... He made me do it. What? If he told you to put a hand in a fire, would you do it? <laughs> yes, I was under the Cruciatus curse. <laughs> but I just love that explanation that he didn't mean it. Oh, I did it, but I didn't mean it. Let him off, Judge. <laughs> Let him off, Judge. <laughs> you can tell my client feels sorry. <laughs> I would love if I was a judge, right? After anyone would say anything, I would just say... I'll be the judge of that, and then wink. <laughs> <laughs> Any statement that's made, anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, d- did you do this crime? No, Your Honour. I'll be the judge of that. Wink. <laughs> Flip me curls in me wig. Guilty. Huh? I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> um, it's funny, uh, they go, uh, Draco made Dudley look like a thoughtful, kind, sensitive boy. Yeah. That's because he is. Yeah, he is. He's a good boy, that does. He wished Harry happy birthday when nobody else did. <laughs> he is thoughtful, kind and sensitive. He was helping his parents with their dinner party. Yeah. There's nothing so far to make us think... No. Any, ...anything bad about Dudley. Yeah. And they're being ironic, but Dudley... And we're being daft here, mm. but Dudley is definitely sensitive. Mm. He's not like, uh, you know, a hard-nosed... <laughs> no. You know, armoured person. Anything can tip him over. Yeah, anything. He's more sensitive than anybody in this book. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Um, be so bloody sarcastic. So, uh, they sent Errol, was it? Yeah. Uh, With the the letters. And we're back to rude, rude Harry. Go on. Oh, yeah, we had Errol. Who? Oh, he's our, he's our owl, you know, but he sometimes collapses. And then we tried Hermes. Who? <laughs> Hermes is there. Harry, just listen to the end of the sentence. Use context to figure things out. Oh, we sent Errol, you know, to, to send the post. <gasps> Harry, all right, that must be the family owl. It must be an owl. And then when, you know, Errol didn't do it, it must have, you know, we used Hermes. Well, that must be another owl. Harry. Hermes, hang on. Messenger of the gods. <laughs> You, yes. you, you're not talking about Zeus's Hermes, are you? <laughs> Who knows what exists? <laughs> Harry might think that, you know, like gods and deities exist. You know, if he thinks, right, witches, ghosts, vampires, why yeah. not Zeus? Why not Thor? Yeah, <laughs> why not all these, uh, these characters? Now, there was a bit where, so, uh, Percy wouldn't let them use uh, his owl, would they? Mm-hmm. He said he needed him, yeah. He's been locked in his room mm. all summer. And then uh, one of the twins says, there's only so many times you can polish a prefect badge. What's that a euphemism? 
I hope not. Did you read it as such? No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but I can imagine how it could be misconstrued. Because my eyebrow was sky high when I read that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to course it down from the rest of my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come in, I'm polishing my prefect badge. That's why he's got that box of tissues. Yeah. All that lovely polishing. This is an interesting plot point that I've forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know what this is referring to. Do you? What? Like, what? why is Percy being odd? Do you, do you know what this is about? Um, I don't. Has he got a girlfriend or something? That was my guess, that he's in love. He yeah. has a girlfriend or something like that. Because that, he, it says he's sending letters all the time, so I'm assuming it's love letters, something like that. I don't like think that. he's betraying the Weasleys just yet. No, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love that if he's just writing them out to all the <laughs> Year <up>. 10. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's either that or he's working part-time for the post office. There's yeah. some reason why he's sending all these letters. They start explaining what uh, Arthur Weasley does, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about, he works in the department mm -hmm. where they, uh, they investigate uh, bewitched muggles items. I forget what it's called. Oh, the most boring job in the ministry. Mm. B.S. <laughs> there are going to be departments in that Ministry of Magic to do with finance. I think... Um, just monitoring underage wizards uh, doing magic. That's, That's boring, isn't it? You did a levitating curse. No, I didn't. Yeah. And also, right, what if a levitating uh, charm was done at the Weasley's household? Yeah. Oh, we don't know who did it. Are you just assuming it's the parents then? Yeah, that's interesting, because that's an unfair system on non-magic-born wizards mm. because they're going to be ratted out more often than somebody yeah. else. Because your scally wizard mate could come round knowing that your parents don't do magic. Yeah, yeah. And then just do some little charms and that. And then yeah, you know, yeah. see, uh, see you not at Hogwarts. Mm. Not we bad. Need... <laughs> <laughs> we need to know how sophisticated is this detecting technology. Yeah. Because it obviously cannot tell who's done the magic because they mistake Dobby for Harry. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely unfair on Muggleborn. Yeah. Can't spend too much time on that. We went on about that last week. Did we? But let me tell you this. So, uh, they start telling a tale about how Arthur uh, Weasley, uh, like, there was something where this witch had died and her tea set had been donated mm. and her muggle had bought it, yeah. But yeah. the tea set had been bewitched, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that a problem? And they were like, oh, you know, it was squirting hot tea everywhere. A bloke was in A&E with some sugar tongs around, like, clamped to his nose. Yeah. Right, okay. Sometimes wizards like, why have you done that to a tea set? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is, because it's got to be, like, evil intentions to do that. Yeah. What's this tea set that won't stop scooping sugar into my, mm. into my tea? And then it's slapping my <laughs> knuckles when I try and tell it no. Like yeah. why is it why why is that gonna like benefit you? Yeah, it's very odd. I yeah. don't know if it's like oh somebody's charmed it wrong. Like they go yeah. oh I'll charm this tea set so that it does the tea itself. It pours the sugar in itself. Oh maybe. And it's just like a mistake where they've pronounced it wrong. I've charmed my toilet. Oh have you? Yeah. What happens? Well, when you flush it, it shoots the water at you. All oh, right. Why have you done that? I'm a wizard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> I've got a bonus question for you. I've got a... Yeah, go on. Before Harry went to Hogwarts, who was the Muggle Studies professor? And it's a professor we know very well. Before Harry... Yeah. ...went to Hogwarts... Yeah. ...who was 
the Muggle Studies, Studies professor. professor. And it's somebody who was a teacher last year at Hogwarts, but teaching a different subject. Quirrell. Correct. Yes. Before he taught Defence Against the Dark Arts, he was a Muggle Studies professor. There you go. I like that. Thank you. So I, li- I like that I got that right. I feel, oh, you're very good. I might start getting you. Maybe we should do a switch. Maybe you should start doing the quiz. Switch your room while I'll the questions. And then, um, I already know the answers this week. But <laughs> You should be proud of yourself, and I can see the pride <laughs> in your smile. I'm really proud. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is a, What was really apparent to this? So, Harry, in this chapter... Yes. Harry goes to um, the Weasley's household. Mm. They arrive, yeah, mm. and he instantly feels that it's amazing. Yes, yeah. I remember being a child and feeling that other people's families were like better than your own. Yeah, for no reason, just because it was different. Yes, something. you know, you go around people's houses and they're like, "Oh, their cheese graters, great." <laughs> <laughs> you know, not like our oh, bloody barbaric cheese grater it takes ages. Oh. Oh, he's got a tel- He's got a computer in his room. Yeah, because his parents don't want to talk to him. Yeah, it's the novelty, <laughs> isn't it? I remember I had a mate whose house had three floors, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, this house has got three floors." <laughs> Even though like the top floor had like one room in it, so it just like <laughs> went to like a tiny room. But yeah. I was like, "Wow, you know, <laughs> we go up the stairs. There's more stairs to go up. I can't yeah. believe it. You know, I think it is the novelty of and like yeah." You know, like, oh, we're allowed to do this here, where I wouldn't be allowed to do that in my house. Or even if it was stricter, it'd be more interesting. You'd be like, oh, I'm not really allowed to do this at my house. This is, like, fun that we're not allowed to do This that. is wild. <laughs> I went to some kid's house in year five, yeah, mm. and in his bedroom on the uh, wall yeah. was a poster of a, uh, a nude woman uh, that was and her like sensitive areas were yeah. covered in rose petals. Right, and this is year five. Wow. To any American listeners, how old are we? Ten years ten, old. Ten years old. Yeah. And you know, like you know, grade five. Yeah. Um, and I remember asking to him, "Your mum, let you put that up?" Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> "He goes, she's the one who put it up." <laughs> Right, it's too boring in this bedroom, young man. We're going to need... I put some posters up. It's going to be lovely. Right, here we go. Let's get that tennis picture where you see the woman's bum on it. There we go. Let's get that up. You know what my... You know what my ten-year-old son needs? Yeah. Some bloody red blood. <laughs> right, we've got a TV in your room. I know you've not got any DVDs, but here we go. Debbie Does Dallas. We've got the American Pie series. There you go. Here's some erotic fiction for you to have a read. Don't be reading it past ten. <laughs> That's mad that his mum put that up yeah. for him. Why isn't it like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something um, like that? Well, what's the opposite of Teenage Ninja, Ninja Mutant Turtles? <laughs> Teenage Ninja. Well, I think. <laughs> I think. Ninja Turtle. I think she didn't put a Teenage. Uh, mutant Ninja Turtle poster <laughs> yeah. up because her agenda wasn't to encourage him to be attracted to Teenage Ninja Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't her agenda. Right, hang on. So, But her agenda is right. He needs to be attracted to something. I think that was her intention. Yeah. <laughs> Just the idea of encouraging a 10-year-old yeah. sexuality is but, insane. But I remember... I'm, <laughs> as if that's how it works. Anyway... <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, 
I wish my mum had done the same because now, you know, I have to yeah. put on an episode of The Simpsons to get myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I was just imagine you sat, you sat in the, the TV lounge and, and, you know, you're watching, you know, EastEnders or something. <laughs> Your kid's watching EastEnders. There's a, there's a bit of a scene where they're in bed. You look over to your ten-year-old son. He's not even interested in this. <laughs> Gary, we need to sort this out. We need to get some posters on his wall. <laughs> he needs to be excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if that's the logic, then Ron is going <laughs> to be love- <laughs> Need to see that sports team. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we... So they land. They do. Touchdown! Touchdown. Eek! And they're planning they're going to go inside. Uh, they're going to go inside, pretend like nothing happened, mm-hmm. and Harry arrived during the night. Before this, yeah. Mrs. Weasley is storming across yeah. the lawn, mm. and she looked... It was remarkable how close she looked to a saber-toothed tiger. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. How so? <laughs> Uh, she. You know, saber tooth tiger. I mean, I'm gonna, I mean, just describe a saber tooth yeah, yeah, tiger. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, red hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit, uh, bit frumpy. You know, yeah, yeah, like. a bit frumpy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah well, flowered apron. Yeah, flowered apron. Fifty-two. Fifty-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Litter of uh, seven kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. And uh, teeth like sabers. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> That's the only point where we're... It's not the same. Yeah. She's furious. Angry. Angry as F-U-C-K. <laughs> you ain't got no alibi. <laughs> Tom. Yeah. Has your mum ever been very angry with you? Mm, yeah, probably. Probably. Not for a long time. No, I, I was thinking that. It used to be my dad that would get angry. Oh, yeah. Usually, if uh, like noise, he didn't like. So I was a very good boy. <laughs> Getting angry at you. He's stealing my style. <laughs> That's how I dress and walk about. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> look at me. <laughs> yeah, because I used to like film, like film stuff. Yeah. Used to have like, well, I've got my YouTube channel, but I used to like film like stupid shows and stuff like that on my camera and stuff. Yeah. And if ever I was doing something which was like loud or something, I'd get, what's that noise going on upstairs? What time was this? He'd say, what's that noise going on upstairs? Yeah. That sounds like something out of a children's book. What's that noise going on upstairs? Open is, the flap. Is it? Is it? Um, is it a boy? Uh, you know, watching sports? No. Is Ooh, it a it's... boy doing homework? No. It's Lucas in a wig. Hey. <laughs> What's that noise upstairs by Julia Donaldson? Yeah, the thing. Oh, it's ten tap dancing turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine netball playing. Can't think of anything beginning with N. And then it's Lucas being daft. Yeah. But that's what he, Yeah, I think that's what I would get in trouble for the most, is, like, making noise and stuff. Yeah. I once... Uh, this was weird. But uh, I was on my own in the house once, and uh, I found a lighter. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Fire. Oldie, 18? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, about, I don't know, about uh, 10, 9, 10, 11, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll just set fire to some paper. Yeah. Just like a little bit of paper, set fire to it. Oh, 
exciting. Put it in the bin, hide the evidence, right? <laughs> Come in. It smells like burning in here. Oh, shit. I've not, I've not done anything, right? They're on it, they're looking round. It smells like burning in here. Look in the bin. There's black bits in the bin. They're like, what's that? I had to admit it, I've, I've burnt a visa paper. I'm like, don't do that. I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get shared to that. Take a walk on the wild side. Hey, He's burning know. some paper. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, you typical bad boy. <laughs> Those men <men's> bad. <laughs> You're a Oops. bad guy. Uh, probably. <laughs> Throwing stuff. Uh, I don't know. I've, uh, I don't know, despiteful things. Tell you what annoyed me about this chapter. Go on. Right. Uh, J.K. Rowling's lack of specificity. Mrs. Weasley threw seven or eight sausages on his plate. What is it? Yeah. Is it seven or is it eight? <laughs> Later on, you know, something like two or three... I can't remember what it was. Two or three... Uh, oh, no, yeah. They're picking up gnomes. George seizes five or six at once. How many is it? <laughs> Have you thought this book through? It feels like that's the draft, where she's going, all right, I'll, I'll think about that later. It's going to be five or six. I'll decide later. Goes through to editing. It's completely unseen by the editor that the author hasn't even chosen whether he's going to be picking up five or six gnomes or whether Harry's going to get seven or eight sausages. Imagine this. You get the opportunity to interview her. You throw down Chamber of Secrets. Mm. What is going on with you? Yeah. Get your story. What is it? Five or six, seven or eight? <laughs> How do you expect us to read it when you can't be bothered to write it? Yeah. We're supposed to be imagining a clear picture of the burrow. I don't know how many eggs I'm imagining. Sorry, who are you again? I'm Lucas Kirkby from Potter Vision. <laughs> Potter what? Oh, shouldn't have said anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Q&A with J.K. Rowling. First question. You know, did, did you did you have all the plot points decided from the start? Good question. I'll answer that one. Next one. Was it always going to be Ginny that ended up in a romantic relationship with Harry? Good question. I'll answer that. Hi, Lucas here. Is it seven or is it eight sausages on that plate in Chamber of Secrets? I need to know. I need to know. Joanne. <laughs> Sorry, who's that? <laughs> Get him out of here. Get, Get him, out. him out of here. Um, Mrs. Weasley is going furious. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right? Doesn't really matter to her that they've got Harry caged up or whatever. Mm. Doesn't matter to Ron. Doesn't matter to any of them. <laughs> They've got them. Has she ever heard the expression as well? She's angry at her boys for going out and yeah. saving them. Could you not be a bit like Percy? Pass. Yeah. Percy, creep. No, yeah. thank you. No. I don't want to be like Percy whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but they have him. Uh, no, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, she's furious. Have you never heard the expression, Mrs. Weasley? Boys will be boys. <laughs> they will. You insisted on having six boys. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> it's a woman's choice. It is a woman's <laughs> choice, no matter what they say. I was thinking about this because it's a lot of children to have. They've got, is it seven? Ugh. Seven kids. I think Ginny, Ron, Fred, George, Charlie, Bill and Percy, seven. Mm. And I, I think it might be the situation, you know, when... Because I think when I have kids, I'd love to have at least one boy and one girl. I mm. think that'd be nice. 
But I think when you're having boy after boy after boy after boy, do you think they were like hoping for a girl and they, they waited until they had a girl? I think it's just horny. You're horny, horny, <laughs> horny, horny, which oh. is a word we will be coming back to <laughs> very shortly. Um, she's furious. She is. And uh, it's that thing again where you're around at someone's house and the parent is screaming mm. at them yeah. while you're there. Yeah. And do you know how uncomfortable that is? Mm, it's so any, awkward. It's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable and it leads to a very tense breakfast. Yes. And it reminds me of all the times in my life where I've been around someone else's house. We spoke about this before, but uh, I've got a different point, uh, where someone's parents have been screaming. Yeah. And it's got me to thinking, do you know what? I wish... Do you know what? I don't think anyone should stay around at anyone's house. No. Since this pandemic, I think we're in a period now yeah. where just get rid of that completely. Don't let your children stay around at someone's house in case they yeah. are witness to weird people screaming at kids, screaming yes. at their own kids. It's not nice. Don't yeah. go on holiday with another person's family. Yeah. It's a recipe for uh-huh. disaster. It's yeah. going to be uncomfortable. You can't escape. Yeah. No one loves you. <laughs> like they've got, like they've got real. Like, I don't know. They don't want you there. No, it's like a burden. You, you're, you're three days in. They're like, why do we let this kid come? It's annoying now. I'd rather my kid just, you know, it's just meant to be distract my kid. But now I've got this other kid looking at me. I'm mm. to feed, and they're uncomfortable. They've got their hands in the pockets, and it's making me uneasy. Don't invite people on holiday with your family. Do it as your own unit, even if it's yeah. boring. I agree, because it is terrifying, almost traumatic sometimes as a kid, because you know your own parents' limits, mm. and you know your own parents. You know, if they shout, you're like, oh, I'm in trouble, but you know that nothing's going to happen. Yeah. The, you know, if you're lucky enough to, to have lived in that kind of household. But when you've got parents, you don't know what they're going to do. No. And when someone's angry, you think, are they going to fucking... Oh, sorry, are they going to throw <laughs> something? Are they yeah. going to... Uh, What's going to happen? Grab me by the ankle, swing me round Matilda style. Yeah, get oh. me pigtails. <laughs> Over the fence. My goodness, you'd be absolutely petrified, mm. I think. It is, it is. I agree with you there. Don't go round for sleepy ovaries. But, right, the Weasleys, yeah, they're always yeah. harping on about how poor they are, right? Yeah. You ain't poor. You sound rich to me. Big house. Yeah. Big garden yeah. that no other house overlooks. Yeah. Can you imagine that life? Yeah. I was thinking in my lifetime, am I ever going to live in a house that no other house overlooks? Nah, I'm probably going to have people's eyes on me, no matter where yeah. I am for the rest of my yeah. life. In my cage. Yeah. In Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> people banging a stick on it, you know. Yeah. But, oh, you know, we don't have much money. You don't need money when you've got magic. Oh, we don't have much money. Oh, I've got a seven tiny... or eight sausages, Harry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got a tiny house. Yeah. In Gorgio. Yeah. Now I've got a big house. <laughs> oh, we've not got enough food to feed the family. In Gorgio. Gorgio. Now you... I've got a massive thing of bread. Now you've got a massive sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why there's so many kids. Slice of sausage, Harry. <laughs> but yeah. you know, with magic, you know, they don't have to pay electricity bills. I imagine it's the same with water. You can make water. I'm mm. sure Harry tries a spell. Well, where... I mean, no, water's in abundance. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But you know, magic for water. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to. There's a lot of stuff that you can just create yourself, and du... there's a duplicating spell you can do. Mm-hmm. So I think once you buy something, you're sorted. Mm. But maybe there's some 
your robes you can't uh, replicate yeah. there must be some like copyright rules in the wizarding world but just wear muggle clothes yeah. rob them um, now yes she won't let them sleep let them sleep yeah she goes she won't let them sleep she goes no you can go in the garden yeah. and you can uh, get rid of the molars mm-hmm. the molar garden was it now before she says that yeah she says she talks to Harry and she says we would have come to get you Friday yeah if you hadn't replied to Ron's letters. I would have loved to see how that played out, yeah. that whole scene. Because I'm assuming they're knocking on the door. No, I'm assuming. Car at the window. <laughs> quick, quick, quick. We wanted to do it. We wanted to take the car. <laughs> you took that journey out of your... That's all he's been thinking about all summer. And you took that off him. Mrs Weasley trying to do the hairpin in the lock. Yeah. Oh, I've got my wrong glasses on. Hang on, let me get these on. <laughs> Vernon opens the door. What? Who are these two people in my, in my nephew's bedroom? You, Mr. Vernon Dursley. No food, plates <laughs> empty, keys gone. Owl dead. He could have died. I would love to see it go in and proper give Vernon what for. That, I'd, I'd love to see that. That'd be a very fun, um, yeah, yeah, argument. 100%. Like, there's no, I think Vernon and Petunia basically get off the whole book series, scot free, yeah, with no one ever telling them off for yeah. the way that they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a bit of Harry doing mad yeah. little uh, charms on them and yeah. stuff, but that's it. Because in this book, he doesn't even fall into the hedge, which I was looking forward to. Good bit that. Which he does in the film. They don't. Yeah, they don't seem to have any comeuppance. And if I was the Dursleys, if I saw Harry driving off into the moonlight, mm. I'd be like, thank God, we're rid of him. Because they're, they're so stressed in that house with him mm. there. I think... Are they just worried about him learning more magic? What are they, You know... I don't know what their goal is. Angry at him for a room. Mm. They wanted the house in Mallorca. Yeah. So, yeah, a year... I think they are so happy to spite, they would gladly yeah. have a miserable year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then him have a happy year. <laughs> Spiteful. Spiteful. <laughs> and him stuck in that room, so they've got the rest of the house for fun. <laughs> They're, uh, now, the gnomes seemed very fun. Ah, yeah, I like the gnomes. This is a glimmer of, like, w- one of the reasons you read the books and what makes the books better than um, the films. Yeah. Because you can, like... Your imagination with the gnomes is always going to be, like, a lot more fun than anything they can CG together. Yeah, 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 definitely. What made me thinking, though, the gnomes. Mm. Yeah. Magic or not. Yeah. Should children be playing... With things they've got such horny feet. <laughs> it's the return of those horny little feet. She described the nose feet as those horny little feet. Trolls have got them, gnomes have got them, even educated fleas have got them. Everybody seems to have horny little feet. And uh, at this rate, we're having one creature per book. Yeah. That has horny little feet. Yeah. I can't wait for what's going to have horny little feet in the next book. <laughs> Will it be an elf? <laughs> Enter Ron Weasley with his horny little feet. <laughs> oh, yeah, a few years on him. He, you know, he's going to get a few horns on those little feet. Ron Weasley's got the horniest little feet. I sat down the other day and quickly, before I could, like, my bum hit the chair, Ron had put his bare foot under. Yeah. <laughs> and, wow, it was prickly. It yeah. was prickly. Mrs Weasley has a guide to household pets written by Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's winking on the on the picture, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And they say, "Oh, mum fancies him." 
Do your parents have like a celebrity that they used to fancy? Yeah. Yeah. Eamon Holmes. No. <laughs> no. Hey. <laughs> I would love it if your mum fancied Eamon Holmes. <laughs> no, um I tried it, me, Eamon Holmes. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, my parents actually my dad fancied uh or fancies still Carla from Coronation Street. Oh, I know exactly who you mean. Yeah. Really? And it was like a running joke that he, yeah. he, to the extent that he even stopped calling it Coronation Street and he started calling it Carla Nation Street. That's brilliant. <laughs> what is it about her? Because she's quite pretty. Yeah, do you think? Carla. I'm, I'm trying to think of the right person. She's got black hair. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Why are you your parents fancy? Well, I'd, I, my dad used to like Jennifer Lopez. Weirdest question I think we've ever <laughs> asked on the podcast. <laughs> Who do your parents fancy? <laughs> Everyone has a celebrity crush, don't they? And uh, I think my dad used to like Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo. I remember he used to like her. Oh, yeah. My mum, I don't know. She's a big fan of Bruce Springsteen. Dad, how old's your daddy? My dad is... 55 or something? Yeah, no, a bit older than that. Maybe 57. He's roughly the same age as Jennifer Lopez, because she's about 54. Yeah. Interesting. So that, yeah, yeah, so there you go. But they've had completely different lives. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what you think, uh, you know. But don't be fooled by the rocks that he's got. The but my mum, uh, she likes Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't. She hasn't explicitly said this, but I assume she fancies him a bit. He's a rock star, slightly older male, <laughs> sings, born in the USA. <laughs> That album cover where you see his bum in a pair of jeans. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, who do you fancy then? I like Bruce Springsteen as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very handsome man. <laughs> He's good. Now, gnome or not, I don't like the idea of throwing living creatures. No. <laughs> it's the only way we can get rid of them. Yeah. Just kill them. Yeah, put them down in a humane way because this is a nightmare because that very evening they're coming back they're yeah. sneaking through the gate oh, yeah. is that the evening or is that like 20 minutes later yeah it's literally not far is but, it so the method of getting rid of the gnomes is grabbing them by the head or whatever yeah. and like swinging them around to make yeah. them dizzy and then letting go throwing them into yeah. the neighbouring field Harry learned quickly yeah. not to feel sorry for them yeah <laughs> Is that how wishy-washy you are with your empathy? Yeah. Oh, I don't feel sorry for them all. I don't... That's fine, them being thrown. Yeah. I feel really sorry for this gnome. I'm going to pick it up. Oh, it's tried to defend itself by biting me. I hate them now! <laughs> These gnomes are little buggers. Yeah. They need to be ringing up the gnome man. <laughs> the gnome man? <laughs> yeah. They need to ring up, like, the gnome pest control. Yeah. Who can get them in his van or whatever and safely rehome them in yeah. a gnome reserve? <laughs> Why? Because this is a nightmare. You know, if yeah. you have like if you have bats in your belfry, mm. if you have like bats in your house, you get somebody in who can catch them mm. and set them free somewhere else. Uh huh. Lugging them over the fence when they're still alive, they're always just going to come back. What's the point? What's yeah. And also, what are these gnomes doing wrong exactly? Yeah. Right, so are these gnomes in the garden, right? What are they up to? Oh, there's gnomes in the garden. Yeah, yeah, you said that. What are they up to? Yeah. Gnomes. What are they doing? Are, yeah. they, are they ripping up your flower bed? Yeah. And I mean, you've got such a beautiful garden as well, Weasleys. I mean, 
the grass is overgrown, there's weeds everywhere. Yeah. yeah, but our problem is the gnomes. Oh, are they causing, are they stopping you from doing the grass? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. You've got yeah. no reason. How about the gnomes get rid of you? Kick you out of the burrow? <laughs> what are you going to do? You've got a list of jobs to do in the garden, mm. right, which Harry should be an expert at because he's just absolutely done a ground force job on uh, the Privet yeah. Drive. You've got a job, you've got cut the grass, do the weeds... Or mm. abuse some animals. Right, well, we're going to abuse the animals first. <laughs> That's, you know, I don't yeah. know. It just seems an odd thing to be having to do every day. You quickly learn not to feel sorry for them. Oh, elves. Oh, he does whatever he can to help an elf. But a gnome, he'll gladly throw it into life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just seems very, very strange behaviour. Depending on who he's hanging out with, you yeah. won't feel sorry for them. Oh, Ron, Ron, you just kicked that tramp in the foot. Yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Harry, quickly learn. It's fine to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, because, like, Ron, he's only got, like, Hermione doesn't have a lot of magical, like, l- knowledge of living in the magical world mm. with being muggle parents. So Ron is his only friend that he's got for a reference point. Mm. But Ron is mental. Harry, don't take all of your like wizard values from Ron mm. because he's a buffoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Ron, you know, Ron, the guy yeah. who is just like a big lumbering oaf. <laughs> right, let's just believe everything he says. Yeah, yeah. Use <laughs> um, your own eyes and ears. Arth- introducing Arthur Weasley. Hey, hey! Oh. Sat down in his chair, bold little head with red, yeah. he- red remaining hair. Yeah. And he's talking about um, the days had, you know. Yeah. Mundungus Fletcher tried to put a hex on me. <laughs> I tell you what, Arthur, you should have killed Mundungus Fletcher you when done. you had the chance. Yeah. You're just a fool. <laughs> if you turn your back on a known criminal, you deserve to be hexed. <laughs> You're a fool. He's a fool, and we're going to learn this throughout the books. Oh, oh Mundungus Fletcher. Oh, oh, what was he doing? He'd created some shrinking keys. Right, go on. You see, the thing is with shrinking keys, if you give a shrinking key to a muggle, yeah. right, they won't admit that they're the shrink the keys shrank. They just think they've lost it. And so they'll come back and buy another key. What are these keys for? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to buy a key? Yeah. What's the key for? Very odd. Very odd. <laughs> I do like that. Or is Mundungus Fletcher? <laughs> Using a key cutting business, yeah. <laughs> like he's bought, like he's got a cobbler's and he's doing yeah. like key cutting. Yeah. But like all the keys he's doing is yeah. just like um, you know, like, uh, shrinking, like keys. shrinking. But like, mate, if you're doing that, why don't you just duplicate Muggle money? Yeah, you're a fool, dickhead. Yeah, you're an idiot, <laughs> Mundungus Fletcher. And Mundungus Fletcher, you yeah. should do what every other key cutter does in the country and also make trophies. <laughs> Yeah, because that's what they do. They cut keys, they make trophies, and they cobble shoes. Mm. Get those three done in one shop. Yeah. Why not? I want to ask you a question. You better. <laughs> I will. Uh, no, but before I want to ask you this question, I like this, though, about the shrinking keys, because I love any little hints that magic could be real. You know, as a little kid, you're thinking, oh, this is a story. But then they go, oh, you know, muggles will always, you know, try and convince themselves that magic isn't real even when it's staring them in the face and you're reading that thinking 
oh yeah yeah I lose my keys sometimes mm-hmm. you know I do this thing. it could be real mm-hmm. you know when they you know when you get someone in a book that's like you know ever felt the hairs on the back of your neck go stand on end or you feel like you can hear something that's not yeah. there that's a ghost <laughs> yeah that's a ghost have you ever lost your key that's Mundungus Fletcher that's huh? Mundungus <laughs> the bony man and they've done it at Timpsons <laughs> <laughs> He works at But imagine just looking at your keys and yeah. watching your key ring and watching one key shrink. <laughs> What's going on? Am I on drugs? Um, what mother items would you like to enchant? Oh, that's a lovely question. Yeah. I think the first thing I would think of is like a practical thing. So like stuff that I can't be bothered doing. Mm. I would love for just like the things to do it themselves. You know, like make a cup of tea yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, Stuff like that. Uh, I, th- I think, you know, it's a good thing for pranks, isn't it? I do like the idea of the sugar tongs on the nose being a nightmare. I would like... Mm. I didn't ask, but I would like... I asked in spirit. <laughs> I finished my question then looked at you. An enchanted bed. Ooh. Right? So, 8am, yeah? Mm. Alarm's ringing. Yeah. The bed lifts up, right? I fall through the... Uh, uh, the floor, mm. yeah, into a pair of trousers. At the dinner table, right? Toast pops up. Excuse me, I'm trying to tell Jam flies the toast, yeah. Right, I'm taking a bite of the toast. Cracking ass, grommet! Cracking idea, Tom! All of my Pottervision ideas come from an animation made with clay! Maybe you know what? At some weeks, right, I'll be writing my notes for yeah. Vision podcast, right? And I'm thinking, this week, I've just not got that many good ideas. Stick on wrong trousers. <laughs> hey, let's get these in here. <laughs> it's a robot dog, Wallace. Cracking boobs, Gwendoline. <laughs> hey, they look like two rolls of wool. Um, but I'd like it. <laughs> How about an enchanted bed that, uh, I don't know... Makes itself. I just kind of want furniture that walks you around the house. A sofa yeah. that will walk you to the toilet and tip you onto it. Yeah. Uh, I a don't know. A pillow enchanted to stay at the same temperature. Ooh. Enchan- Keeps cool. Enchanted stairs. They work like an escalator. In your own home. An enchanted bath. It washes you and dresses you. An enchanted car. Yeah. <laughs> it washes you and dresses you. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Ford Fiesta, I'm ready for work. <laughs> Jumping in your car with your little body out. <laughs> what a different episode of Mr Bean that would be. When he's driving to work and trying to get ready. The car will do it for him, Mr Bean. You don't have to go around that roundabout twice. It'll do it for you. He goes up to Ron's room. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Classic kids. <laughs> Classic kids bedroom, right? Yeah. He's got a bedspread mm. with his favourite team on it. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, did you ever have those ridiculous children's bedspread duvet covers um, with I think like stuff on them? I would have had a Bart Simpson one. I love it. I think I had a Tasmanian Devil one. Yeah. And at one queer period of my childhood, mm. I had a leopard print one. <laughs> How old were you when you had that? Like eight. 
Was this when your mum was trying to get you a bit more sexual? Was, look, no. look, I want Tom. I want Tom to really be into middle-aged women on a night out. So I'm going to make his bed's bread leopard prints. When I was a kid. I asked my dad for something else, leopard print. Like some, I think I because I had leopard print bed. Yeah. And leopard. I think I had I had leopard print uh, carpet as well. Yeah. yeah. What are you joking? I'm not. No. No. My dad put down <laughs> leopard print carpet. What? Yeah. And yeah. I asked my dad, could I have a leopard print like oh, yeah. uh, shirt or something? Yeah. Yeah. And my dad said, I think that's where he drew the line. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I was trying to think if I had any, but I, I think I had. I asked my mum and uh, my mum took the request very seriously because I just texted my mum going I'm thinking about like whether I had a pictured bedspread and she goes oh I don't know I'll look through some old photos (laughs) you asleep she's my researcher she did some research and uh, her and my sister uh, you know talked to each other and they confirmed I had a Thomas the Tank Oh, that's great. As a little kid. What a great... Honestly, that's been lodged in my mind Mm -hmm. for... I must must have been like, I don't know, a long time. I'd forgotten completely. I had a leopard print room. That is fantastic. As a weird little boy. And that is such a lovely side effect of this podcast. (laughs) These memories that get resurfaced. We want to know. We say this every week that we want to know something, but I really want to know, listeners, what bedspreads did you have as a kid? Yes. What crazy duvet covers did you have? And if you have any photographic evidence. Oh, if you've got any photos, we would love to see them. Ron is a fan of the Chudley Cannons. Yeah. Right, the Quidditch team. He loves them. He's got posters, he's got the bedspread, all this kind of stuff. Now, me and you, we don't ever talk about sports uh-uh. in any shape or form. Uh-uh. Are you interested in any sports? You Did you watch any as a kid? Um, no, my dad doesn't like sports. I keep talking about my dad this episode. Hey, he's an interesting uh, guy. Paging Dr. Freud. <laughs> <laughs> Tell uh, us more about you, your dad. Well, he um, he uh, he don't like sports. No, and he would always say if someone ever said, um, "Oh, did you watch the? Uh, mm. Do you support any football team?" And he goes, "No, because they never come watch me when I'm playing." That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember for about four or five years, I tried to get into football. Oh yeah, just to like fit in. I suppose. Okay, oh, five years. Woo! But no, as a kid, and still to this day, there are three sports I'm into. It's tennis, it's snooker, and it's darts. Those are my three that I like. Well, Nana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do like the snooker. Yeah. I remember getting into snooker because I was babysat, right? This is odd. Yeah. This is mental. I was supposed to be going round to a friend's house at a street, uh, at a street, obviously, Um. We're supposed to be babysat with the friends, uh, going round to a friend's house. Went there, the friend and his mum had to go somewhere. So I was taken by the friend's mum to a neighbour and was babysat by the neighbour. And it was an old woman, right? Mrs Fig. Mrs Fig, essentially. And I remember she was watching snooker and I remember the match. It was Ken Doherty versus Graham Dot. And that was the first time I'd ever seen snooker and it fascinated me. And then I started watching it ever since. That's beautiful. Really weird. That's the most beautiful, interesting story I've ever heard in my life. Is it? Is that <laughs> Mr. Saki back again? Is it? <laughs> Tell us more about your dad, Mr. Interesting. <laughs> Dad had to defrost a car the other day. No! <laughs> hey, don't tell me he scraped his finger, it'll be too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 
But they said, the end of the chapter, yeah. uh, Ron's saying, uh, the only thing <laughs> they've got in their attic is a, uh, a, a, a wailing ghoul or something, a wailing... <laughs> it's a bit small, said Ron quickly, not, not like that room you had with the muggles, and I'm right underneath the ghoul in the attic, but he's always banging on the pipes and groaning. <laughs> oh, oh. Have you seen the news? <laughs> oh, can't be doing that. I remember these things. That's going so funny. It's like <laughs> and as an eleven-year-old boy, yeah. just a ghoul above you groaning. Oh, we built this house. Why do we build it with him in? Yeah, get rid of that ghoul. Yeah, because they've added the stories on top of it, haven't they? <laughs> So, why, hey, look, we can't have an attic without a ghoul. <laughs> we need to get it in there. Arthur's defo brought it home, man. A hundred percent. He's like, look. Uh, I, I... Do you know what? Give my son Ron a bit of character. Because at the minute, I find him a bit of a twit. Yeah. Ghoul in the attic. Yeah. If there's anything that's going to build up his character, it's being haunted. <laughs> Let's haunt that boy a bit. Mm. Yeah. This reminds me of the video game because I remember the video game. You have to deal with the ghoul. Do you? By like avoiding the pipes. You have to move left or right, avoid the pipes and avoid like stuff like that. And there's the denoming and you get to denome as well. Oh, that sounds fun. Which is interesting because I think most people would buy the game having watched the film because mm. the game came out with the film. So you'd be um, playing this game and go, why is there a ghoul level <laughs> when there's no ghoul in the film and there are no gnomes maybe in the they film. weren't given the film when they were making the game yeah that's true maybe they just had the book to go by ah well we'll never right. know yes right how many how many groaning ghouls <laughs> oh yeah are you giving this chapter out of five I had a lot of fun reading this chapter yeah 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 and usually you know, we go through these chapters about three or four times each week yeah. to get stuff out of it. And usually by the third or fourth time, I've had enough. Yeah. But I felt like each reread brought back more. There was so much detail yeah. and world building and so much extra magic things around this that I really loved and got yeah. excited about. I really like it. We meet Arthur Weasley. The bit with the Dursleys is fun. I'm going to give this... I'm going to give it four mm. groaning ghouls out of five. It was fun. Lovely. Now, for me, I really like this chapter. Uh, it electricity. Add fire. Yeah. Personality. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, Smoke it. Some stay on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of things happened. Yes. Um, the escape from the uh, Dursleys. They flew to uh, their little area. Yes. Um, everyone was being lovely. Yeah. Uh, fun little things. But I'm going to give this chapter a solid three groaning ghouls out of five. Good stuff. Right. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. For the nation's, actually, <laughs> the world's <laughs> favourite segment. Oh, yeah. Quiz. Quiz, quizzy quiz, quizzy quiz, 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 who gonna ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, quizzy quiz, quizzy quiz, 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 gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas, how well will you do? Question one. Yes. We're going to do it fast this week. Whoa, okay, quick. I'm um, going to just do the first answer that comes to my head. What village do the Weasleys live outside? Ottery St. Catchpole. Correct. Question two. How many chimneys do the uh, Weasleys have? Four or five. Excellent. Uh, question three. Uh, what are the three books uh, on the mantle? 
Oh, uh, One Minute Feasts, It's Magic, Charm Your Own Cheese, and, um, oh, and, right, it's Charm Your Own Cheese, uh, One Minute Feasts, It's Magic, and something about enchanting, um, in, oh, no. You've almost got it. Oh, um, in, oh, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Enchanting Meals. Oh, what is it? Enchantment in Baking. Uh, keep going, keep going. Question four. Yeah. How does Fred describe Ron's throw? Um, oh. Pathetic. It's pitiful. Ah. Question five. What yeah. colour did Ron's ears go at the end of the chapter? Pink. Excellent. Unfortunately, Mr. Uh, Kirkby did not win the thumbs up, uh, the wink, and the smile. (gasps) Quiz, 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 Yep. <laughs> Hedrick's droppings. We're not alluding to Alpu. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. First time in stereo. <laughs> there we go. And weirdly, I felt like because I was doing it with you, I forgot the lyrics. It was the pressure of a duet. (laughs) Now, let's see who's been popping things into this bird's beak this week. Mm -hmm. Now then, we've had a lovely five-star review from 2543. Hola. Hola, que She says, I love this so much. A well-needed, smart and funny escape from everyday life, as well as a great reminder of how the books differ from the films. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, 2543. Hola. Now, we've had a message on Twitter from Snooky100, who says, Thank you so much for the Pottervision podcast. So very well written and extremely funny. I've never binged a podcast before until now. I had to pull over in the car on the way to work this morning because I was laughing so much. (laughs) Me too, that's how I listen. It's a good pod. It's a good one. Hey, you know, we do not want to be responsible for any road traffic accidents, so please pull over if you're giggling at how funny we are. I won't mind being in court for that. (laughs) Tom Lawrenson, you are here charged with the crime of being funny as fuck. How do you plead? Guilty. (laughs) Lock me up. Lock me up. Lovely. (laughs) We've had another message from KCJ on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. He's back. He says, if HP characters were to take the corporate shilling and endorse products... Here we go. What would they endorse? For example, Dementors, Listerine... Okay. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, like... Icy breath. Brilliant. Oh, lovely. Lovely, the taste of uh, your soul being sucked out of you. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, like perfumes. Mm. Hagrid's bum by Jean-Paul Gaultier, something like that. <laughs> and the bottle's the shape of his bum. Yeah, that's it. And you, like, pump it out of the, <laughs> out of the crack. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, I think uh, Dumbledore could endorse... Like, sweets. I think he'd be a sweet guy. Yeah, definitely. Like flumps or something. Dumbledore's flumps. Get your hands on my flumps today. 
My lovely lady flumps. Check them out. <laughs> Check them out. He's got him spinning. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Dumbledore's flumps, Hagrid's bum by Jean-Paul Gaultier. Who else we got? Who else we got in the bigger universe? Who uh, else would be? Because it's got to be someone who would actually influence people. What's, what's Hagrid's little brother called? Grop. 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 Giacomo. Grop's adult nappies. <laughs> Adult-sized pads. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But thank you very much, KCJ. Now, we've had another lovely message on our website mm-hmm. from Nikki. Now, Nikki says, mm. Hi, Tom and Lucas. I found your podcast only a week ago, but I love it so much and have binged through all of the episodes. Excellent. Now, she says, in one episode, you discussed recurring dreams. Mm. I've had a terrible recurring dream for years that I have to fight Voldemort. It's got so bad that I can't read Harry Potter before going to sleep. (laughs) And she asks us, have you ever had a Harry Potter-related dream? Definitely, but I can't... Not one comes to mind. No, not one comes to mind. I've had lots of dreams about you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I've had some uh, Pottervision-related dreams. Just about us doing shows and stuff. It's funny. Mm. Normally, when someone tells you they've had a dream about you, they're hinting that they want to sleep with you. Did you know this? What? But I doubt... (laughs) I doubt Nikki from the website for thinking that. Well, she wants to sleep with Voldemort. Oh, Voldemort, yeah. No, not yet, because she's been thinking of Voldemort. But, like, say, um, I don't know... If uh, someone... Like, imagine you're in an office or something. Someone, oh, I had a dream about you last night. And then you went, yeah, what happened? And they're like, can't say. It's not a Harry Potter dream. (laughs) They're in love with you. Whoa! So watch out for any colleagues with uh, (laughs) dreams about you. Thank you very much to Nikki. Now, we... It was Valentine's Day last week. (laughs) Woohoo! And uh, I want... (laughs) Boink, boink. Oh, no. Yes, a day of telling your loved one that you love them. Now, I put a thing on Instagram this week asking who in the Hogwarts staff would you send a Valentine's card to this year? V interesting. Yeah, now Sister Sophie. Yeah. She put definitely Snape. <laughs> Holy Sister Sophie. Holy Sister Sophie. <laughs> uh, and Ginge Pixel agrees with Snape. Uh, if I don't, it will break his heart, his AP Snapey heart. A great little pun, that. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> Now, Kay Hunter says, I know it's not in book two, but she thinks that Remus Lupin is a dish. Really? He's from Blackpool, you know. Is he? Yeah, the actor is, not Lupin. No. Hey, we'll get yourself down to Blackpool. Kay Hunter, he might be there on the he, promenade. He went to Highfield High. Yeah, how do you know all this? Wikipedia. Wow, there we go. Lupin is a dish. When, when you find out someone's from Blackpool, you memorise it. Not just if you're from Blackpool like me. <laughs> Well, anyone does. Anyone. I will. Well, now I will forever remember that. Now you've told me. Where do you go, high school? Highfield. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Cauliflodge said, uh, "Not Hagrid, but the actor Robbie Coltrane. That's who he would send a Valentine's card to." Bless. Actor Robbie Coltrane. Now the final. Thing hey, I'll... Robbie, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Robbie. Hey, Robbie. <laughs> Hey, Robbie, what a Bobby. Right, so... And we also did a Dobby poll, because you hate Dobby. Muh. I like Dobby. Yeah. So we thought we'd put a poll out to see what people think. And I'm guessing it was landslide, people hate him. No, it was 72%, I love him, with 23 votes. But more than I thought, nine people, 28%, <laughs> voted he's kind of annoying. 
Yeah. Which is fair enough. And even Zach Slater's message to say, I agree with Tom. Mm. I hate Dobby. And my family named the dog Dobby. And I can't help but want to skin it alive. Oh, how awful. Don't do it, Zach. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) It says they got him just after Deathly Hallows Part 1 came out. So just after the fuckwit dies, he's reborn into some horrible ginger cocker spaniel. Bloody hell. So, God love you, uh, Zach Slater. God love you. (laughs) Thank you for ploughing on with that lovely dog and not murdering him. Good. This has been the Pottervision podcast. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Just search Pottervision, you'll find us. And get in touch. Come to pottervision.com, fill in the chat, and you can talk to us on there. This has been episode 20, chapter 3 of the second book, The Burrow. Join us next week for chapter 4 at Flourish and Blots. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. Uh, the music was performed by Jack Evans. If you've got any questions, comments or feedback, you can put them all on pottervision.com. Also, do us a favour. Please, could you like and share the show? Give it five stars and tell your friends. It'd mean a lot, please. All right, I know you will.